This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, this is fun. Welcome into Marlins Rewind. Another comeback victory for your Miami Marlins last night at the ballpark in front of a very electric crowd at Lone Depot Park. I'm Steven Strom. For the recap for yesterday, here is your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, baby, they're 3-0 and in the teal. They're now 8-0 and in one-run games. They've got seven come-from-behind wins now this season. And for the first time in 2023, the Miami Marlins have themselves a walk-off winner at Lone Depot Park. Welcome to the 10th inning show. We've got all the highlights from tonight's victory over the Chicago Cubs. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, but let's break this sucker down for you. The Marlins return home on this Friday night in Miami to open up a six-game homestand, three against the Cubs, and then three starting next Tuesday night against the Atlanta Braves. In game one of this three-game weekend series here this evening, Jesus Lazardo went opposite of Marcus Stroman. Lazardo went six and a third. He allowed a couple of runs on five hits, two walks, and six strikeouts. On the other side, the veteran right-hander Stroman allowed a couple of runs on six hits and six and a third. Two walks and three strikeouts. Both starting pitchers went toe-to-toe in this ballgame tonight, and they basically matched one another. This was a 2-2 game headed to the bottom of the ninth inning in this ballgame tonight, and Michael Rucker totally let it slip away for the Chicago Cubs. Allowed a leadoff single to Soler, and then he hit two consecutive batters before Gene Segura was the hero in the bottom of the ninth inning. Segura tied it in the seventh. He wins it in the ninth. For the Miami Marlins here tonight, Jesus Lazardo really, he was really, really good. And then he was helped out by the bullpen. That was sensational. The bullpen tonight soaks up two and two-thirds innings on the mound. They allowed five hits, but no runs, no walks, and three strikeouts. The bullpen has really been darn good for the Marlins. And this has been a very gritty bunch that has had a propensity to come from behind all season long and win games. Out of the leadoff spot tonight, Jazz Chisholm Jr. was two for four. Garrett Cooper did not collect a hit, but Jorge Soler did. He was one for four at the plate. Luis Arise had a hit and a couple of at-bats. Avi Garcia got in on the fun. He was one for three at the plate. And Gene Segura, we've been waiting for a good Gene Segura game all season long. We finally get one here tonight. A couple of hits. His two biggest hits, tied it in the seventh, and then he wins it in the bottom of the ninth inning. Wow, heck of a night for the Marlins. Again, coming off an improbable win yesterday in Atlanta to salvage a game in that four-game series. They come home tonight, and they've got to fight and scrap all night long, trailing 1-0 in the third, trailing 2-1 in the seventh, to ultimately walk off the Chicago Cubs here this evening. For the Marlins, three runs, eight hits, and an error for the Cubs. Two runs, ten hits, and no errors. Offensively tonight, the Cubs were one for seven with runners in scoring position. That really killed them. They left seven men on base. And for the Marlins, they were three for seven. They got big hits. Again, they continue to get big hits this season when they need them. They have been sensational 
in the seventh inning or later in ball games, batting 283. That's the second best mark in the big leagues behind only Houston. They are batting nearly 300 in the seventh inning or later this season. In 38 of the Marlins, 85 runs scored this season coming into this ball game tonight have come in the final three innings, including nine of their combined 26 home runs. The Marlins are not scared to play in tight games, and they have got a terrific knack for coming back and winning them late. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this ball game here tonight. The Cubs jumped out to an early 1-0 lead in the third inning. Nobody on, two outs, the designated hitter, and the number nine hitter, Nelson Velasquez. Here is Nelson Velasquez, first pitch swinging, high drive, left field, goodbye. Velasquez, that's his third long ball of the year. It gives the Cubs a 1-0 lead here in the third. Well, that didn't last long. An early 1-0 lead for the Cubs. Lazardo settled down after that, by the way. He allowed the uh, the single to Horner, then the walk to Swanson. And he got Hap to hit into a fielder's choice, and that got Lazardo out of any further damage in the third. Bottom of the third inning, with Marcus Stroman on the mound, Jesus Sanchez walked. Nick Fortes singled. Jesus Sanchez went first to third on Fortes's single. And the Marlins had runners at first and third, but nobody out in the bottom of the third inning. And John Birdie was at the plate. one nothing Chicago. Bottom three. They're on the corners. Nobody out. Ground ball hit. Left side. Wisdom has it. Goes to second for one. Throw to first is in time. A double play. A run will score. No RBI for John Birdie. But the Marlins have tied the ball game here in the third. It's 1-1. to after that, it was 1-1 for a while. It would remain 1-1 until the seventh. Lazardo pitched a perfect fourth. He pitched a perfect fifth. On the other side, Marcus Stroman was perfect in the fourth. He was perfect in the fifth. In the sixth inning, Lazardo struck out Horner. He walked Swanson. And then Ian Happ got himself a single. There were a couple of men on base with one out in the sixth inning for Seiya Suzuki. But Lazardo coaxed him into a 5-4-3 double play to end that threat. Bottom of the sixth inning for the Marlins. Not a whole lot going against Stroman. Birdie grounded back to Stroman. Chisholm singled. and then, But this is kind of where things turned a little bit here tonight. With the or the, uh, the one-out single there from Jazz, he stole second. Then he stole third. The Marlins had Chisholm at third base with one out in the sixth inning. It looked like Garrett Cooper was going to give the Marlins the lead. He scalded a ball at Dansby Swanson at shortstop, who picked it off out of thin air, and they doubled off Chisholm at third base, and that ended the Marlins' threat in the bottom half of inning number sixth. In the seventh, after a Trey Mancini fly out to center field, Cody Bellinger tripled to the opposite field, to the left center field gap. Bellinger was at third base with one out, and the batter was Eric Hosmer. Here's a swing and a ground ball through the right side to base hit. Eric Hosmer in a pinch has given the Chicago Cubs a 2-1 to lead here in the seventh. That was kind of, for me, an interesting point in the ball game because Hosmer's RBI go-ahead single at the time in the seventh came off of Waskar Brazobot. It was supposed to be wisdom hitting for the Cubs, and it could have been, but when Skip Schumacher... Went and got the right-hander in his bullpen. A really gutsy call by David Ross. Wisdom's been doing really well lately for the Cubs. He said, you know what? You're going to bring the righty in. I'm going to put the lefty in the game. And Hosmer came through. He had the pinch hit RBI single. That gave the Cubs a temporary 2-1 to lead in the top of the seventh inning. In the bottom of the seventh, 
Marcus Stroman remained in the ball game for the Cubs. Jorge Soler grounded out the second base. Luis Arise walked. Avi Garcia singled. Arise went first to third on Garcia single. And that's at the table for Gene Segura. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Ground ball. Left side. Base hit. Base hit into left field. The Marlins have tied the game here in the seventh. Gene Segura with a one-out RBI single. It's 2-2. Two two. And then Mark Leiter Jr., Came in the ball game for the Chicago Cubs. He struck out Jesus Sanchez. And then Nick Fortes flew out to left. And that ended any further threat for the Marlins in the seventh. Both sides went quietly in the eighth. Dylan Floro was sensational once again. A.J. Puck came in the ball game in the top of the ninth inning. He allowed back-to-back two-out singles, but then he got Nelson Velasquez to bounce into a fielder's choice. And we would go to the bottom of the ninth inning tonight, and it was a 2-2 game. Michael Rucker came in for the Chicago Cubs. He allowed a leadoff single to Jorge Soler. Then he hit Luis Arise. But, oh, wait, the fun was just getting started. Then he hit Avi Garcia. The bases were loaded. The Marlins with a chance at their first walk-off here in 2023. There was nobody out. The bags were pumped full for Gene Segura. Here's the pitch. Ground ball. Shortstop. Threw it up the middle and a base hit. A base hit. The Marlins walk off the Cubs. It's a walk-off win for the Marlins. Gene Segura's the hero. And the Marlins walk it off 3-2. to two. Heck of a night for the Marlins. I'm telling you, might be something to that teal, huh? That stuff's pretty good when they put them on. They look good. When you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good... You play good. Marlins are 3-0 with their teal tops and bottoms, those old-school throwback 93 unis. They are now 8-0, folks. They are 8-0 in one-run games, and they now have seven come-from-behind wins. This one, not nearly as improbable as yesterday's five-run top of the ninth inning in Atlanta with most of the damage coming with two outs, but this one terrific tonight. Unbelievable. Marlins walk off the Cubs, and with the victory, the Marlins are now 14-13 and 13 on the season, and with a loss for the Chicago Cubs, who entered the ballgame tonight three games back of the Pittsburgh Pirates in the National League Central. Their setback tonight drops them to 14-11 and 11 this season. For the Marlins pitching staff tonight, they strike out nine Chicago Cubs, and that means, as always, that 225 bucks will be donated to AutoNation's Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Dry Pink Initiative. What did we learn? We learned that slumps don't last forever. How about Gene Segura? So happy for him. He's been going through it to start this season. Two big hits in this game, and obviously the one late that gave the Marlins the walk-off victory 3-2. to two. So Let's head down to Skip Schumacher after the 3-2 victory over the Chicago Cubs. Skip, just really a great game all around between great at-bats, great pitching. How would you describe this one? Yeah, just beat a tough team uh, with a really good pitcher on the mound who was on. And uh, when Stroh's on, it's it's tough to square up a baseball. So Zeus had to, you know, go pitch to pitch with him and, and match him, and he did. And uh, over 70% first pitch strikes um, just on the attack. And, uh, you know, like we've talked about it, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but he's, he's uh, he attacks the zone. He's really, really good, and I thought his off-speed – uh, really played. Uh, Changeup was great. Slider was really good. So um, just a lot of positives on the pitching side today. 
And Gene Segura, he tied it up, won the game. A guy who's been coming around just one, how happy are you already to see a guy like that finally start to come around? What have you seen from him as of late? Yeah, he's one of the leaders in the clubhouse, and he's the guy that tries to get everybody going no matter how frustrated he is. The guy loves to play baseball. So, it you know, when you see him out there frustrated, it you know, it hurts you because you know how much it means to him and how passionate he is when he plays the game. And uh, the guy wants to play every single day, and uh, you know he's going to come out on top of this thing. It's just a um, slow start, but he start, he's starting to hit the ball really well, and it's good to see one of those sneak through finally because if anybody deserves one of those, you know, four hoppers sneak through the infield, it's definitely Gene. Back-to-back uh, -back days, ninth-inning rallies, just the team, regardless of the situation, finding ways to do what they can regardless of what the score Yeah, is. against a really good bullpen, too, and Atlanta was a really good bullpen. So Chicago has a really good bullpen, a lot of good arms, different ways they can beat you. And, um, you know, I thought Flo, you know, third day in a row, I hate doing that, but he's been so efficient uh, through 12 pitches yesterday, less than 10 today. Um, it's just, you know, shows you what kind of guy he is, um, you know, going three days in a row, which, you know, I, I hate doing. So uh, bullpen was great. Um, you know, Braz got the ground ball he needed, just, you know, kind of got through there. But, um, yeah, the, the guys did did exactly what they needed to do to win the game, and um, it, was a, it was a nice win. I was going to ask about Flora, but you already beat me to it. So uh, you mentioned, though, a lot of hard hit balls, though, early on against – um, Stroman just I guess they weren't finding holes with a lot of lineouts and stuff. Yeah, we're taking good at bats. Um, you know, Jazz had a great game, really squared up a lot of balls. I think he's tied for the major league lead now, maybe in stolen bases and he's running at the right time, which I think he's becoming a really good base dealer. Sometimes he can just outrun the ball because he's just kind of a freak athlete, but he's actually like game planning the pitcher and John Jay's helping out a lot. Um, with that and um, some big stolen bases at the time. We are running on contact there. That is the right play by Jazz. Obviously, we didn't want him to get doubled off, but that because you're going on contact, he is going to, that's the risk you take. And so that was the right move with Jazz. Um, Cooper hit it as good as you can get. Um, you know, that's it, that you rarely see a ball hit that hard, caught in the infield double play ball. Um, Good at bat, just you know, bad luck. And it becoming a moot point because Puck got the strikeout. But what was the explanation with the pitch clock violation? Yeah, we just had a disagreement. Can we just say, hustling and that playing hard, the running game, it's part of the identity of this team. I mean, in the, in the seventh, when Ami hits the ball to the way, Arias getting to third, and that hustling play. Um, what does that tell you about this team so far? Our first meeting in spring training was about base running. And I think, uh, you know, it shows you what kind of teammate you are by how hard you run the bases because there's a care factor. And you, can, you can't control what you just did on, at the plate. Sometimes you ground outs and, you know, the guy makes an error and, you know, you're upset about it or you strike out, drop third strike or maybe fielder's choice, whatever, you're not happy about it. But then you have to realize that now you're a base runner and you have to run the bases in uh, the right way. And so we, we preached that from day one credit to those guys in the clubhouse that they're passionate about it um but yeah i think we took a lot of heat early on that we weren't stealing enough bases and um i think we showed that you know just be patient you know we we know what we're doing as far as like game planning and running at the right times not just run to run because of the new rules um and those guys have been really smart about it and uh you know besides maybe a couple of the you know, steal early, break early against the Twins, I think it was. We've been really good at, at stealing at the right time and, and running the bases the right way. So um, still work to do, but they've been doing a really good job. Kind of to pick it up off of what Danny said, 
Um, a word that maybe has been used already is resilient. Um, you know, you guys down in the ninth yesterday, come back, down again, walk off. Would you describe maybe the identity of this team as well as a resilient team? Yeah, I mean, you have some. You have a lot of winners in that clubhouse. The guys that have won awards, but have won playoff games, won World Series. Uh, they they know what winning looks like in there, and and trying to breed that culture that you you play nine innings and you're never out of it. And I you know I've said it a couple times now, like yesterday and earlier today, that as long as we're in kind of slam range, I know I keep saying that, but maybe last day I'll say it. But uh, we feel really good about being in that area because of the hitters we have on our team. There's value of putting the ball in play. Uh, you know, we've discussed the, the strikeout rates, you know, kind of going up a little bit. And, uh, you know, we talked earlier today about, you know, value of putting the ball in play, put the ball in play. And um, when you do that, our ball uh, batting average in play is actually pretty good. So we do that uh, like we did in the ninth inning, you know, a couple hit batter, put the ball in play and all of a sudden you win a game. And um, so, yeah, I think re resilient. Yeah, sure. If, um, but I think it's also like the work that's being put in and trusting the process and not um, and not just like living and dying per at bat. It's just you should trust the process. Did you play against Segura? I did. And then what was, I guess, what was your takeaway when, you know, you were playing against him? I didn't know where to play him at second because he just hit it everywhere. And uh, um, you knew he was going to, you know, bad ball hitter, good ball hitter. Um, with some pop, I and mean, you can't just lay it in there. So he's just a, it's a, he's a baseball player. He can play any position. And after him getting the playoffs last year, um, he knows that like what it takes to win, and just wants to do anything he can to get back there. And that's why I think he's been frustrated about the start that he's had. Um, but it's just, um, you know, that's why he's he's in there because, like I said, he's he's a leader, and you still know that he's going to do something good at the plate. I don't care if he's over his last twenty. I feel good whenever he's at the plate because something's going to happen. How important is for you um, having a guy like AJ Puck, who is like he has a lot of confidence. Is he's winning games, and he's not just saving the game. Yeah, I, I mean, the guys that are in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning are your your leverage guys. Luckily, those guys in the back end, we've had five of those guys, I think, out there with Braz and Scott and Floro and JT when he was uh, when he was here, you know, not injured. And obviously, Puck has been, um, you know, I wouldn't say the biggest surprise because you knew what we got when we traded for him. It was a big arm, but hasn't really pitched in the ninth inning much. Um, but, you know, what he showed in spring training um, you know, I, I with him and Flo back there, we just felt like those two guys were the guys that we wanted to end the game with. Um, and now that he's done it a couple times, you can probably ask him, but I, he probably feels pretty good when he comes out there and, and feels like he's going to, you know, get three outs and, and win or save the game for us. All right, let's hear from Jesus Lazardo. Six and one-thirds, five hits, two runs given up yesterday, six Ks. Really nice performance and a good bounce back after his Cleveland one for Jesus Lazaro. Let's hear what he had to say following the victory. Um, they were kind of swinging early and uh, just attacking the zone again. I feel like the last two to maybe three, the back half of that Phillies one, uh, just started getting behind on guys and not attacking. So I feel like finding the first pitch strike again was my biggest key. And that you did, I think, almost like 70% of the time. So that focus, how do you go about balancing that first pitch strike against guys who are aggressive early. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, something that Mel talks about a lot is just finding like the, the spots in the zone that where we can go. And um, I feel like every hitter has a hole, um, no matter how good you are. I feel like you can uh, find a certain spot that you can go to. 
and um, especially you know they're gonna look for their pitch in the first if they're gonna swing on the first one. So um, it's just don't throw where they're looking, I guess. How important was it for you to have now and like this, especially not making it through five the last two? Yeah, I mean it was huge. Just like a bounce back uh, confidence thing. Um, I didn't obviously didn't want it to get you know worse and worse, um, but just big. I think for me, um, just to keep us in the ball game and give us a chance, especially with Stroman, you know, doing a good job and throwing over there. So, um, you know, I'm glad that we got the win there. Probably face Segura when he was with the Phillies. Just what was it like when you had to face him, and then now having him as a teammate? If you describe the two different. I mean, it's way better having him as a teammate than it was when I had to face him. He was just, uh, he's kind of like a rise. I feel like you know, he's just like a pest when he's hitting, and um, so it's great to have a guy like that on your team, and uh, it's. It sucks when you have to face him, so I'm sure he made it tough on them, and clearly he did. What was it like just seeing that not getting unfold? Yeah, I mean, watching that and seeing how I feel like there's never any fight uh, or never any um, quit in our guys. I feel like you've seen that throughout the year. Um, maybe in the, the years past, you see a little more, uh, you know, we're down, we kind of give up, but um, this year you see kind of a difference in, in the mentality that no matter if we're down in late innings, you know, we're going to come back and, and bounce back. So. It was good to see that out of our guys, and obviously the ninth inning was was awesome to, to watch. 3-0 and in the teal. Yeah, perfect in the teal, so we hope to keep that going. All right, we're right back at it this afternoon, a 4.05 start. I've got Marlins on deck at 3.30. We also hit the air at 3 o'clock with an Inside the Corner show. Kyle Seeloff and I will be at the ballpark getting you riled up and ready for first pitch at 4.05. Edward Cabrera, he toes the rubber for Miami. Thanks for rewinding with us, Miami. Let's flip the M together. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.